if you don't have the perspective from which to get better at the skill, because you already only have your baseline skill set, because it's very difficult to self-appraise, that is where having coaches, mentors, people who are better at teaching the skill comes into play. Welcome to The Game, where we talk about how to sell more stuff to more people in more ways and build businesses worth owning. I'm trying to build a billion-dollar thing with Acquisition.com. I always wished Bezos, Musk, and Buffett had documented their journey, so I'm doing it for the rest of us. Please share and enjoy. The amount of mean comments that I get is unworldly. The amount that it influences me is love, and that's for a variety of reasons I'm doing it too. And it's mostly because I love you guys, and you guys are awesome, so you guys bury those comments, and so Mosey Nation, you guys rock. Thank you again. Everything that I shared with you, although it's incredibly important, probably lacks the one thing that I think matters most, which is that most people are talking about shit that they have not done. And the way that they talk about it makes people hate them. So let's say that you're you're on your newsfeed. Who here sees people shaking their finger and telling them what they should do on their newsfeed all the time, right? How many times have you gotten, you know, seen the 18-year-old relationship coach who's on your newsfeed trying to sell coaching for relationships, right? The dating expert that's 21 years old. It's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because there's an unspoken question that must always be answered, in my opinion, which is, why should I listen to you? And so I think the common reason that people are not experiencing the growth and the brand and the authority that they wish to build is because they're trying, they're putting their ladder against the wrong wall. They're trying to build something that they do not have the authority to presume. And so, for example, if you wanted to build a business brand, right? If you look at the biggest influencers in the business space. So you look at Andy Frisella, you look at Gary Vee, you look at Patrick McDavid if you're a YouTuber, you look at Ed Milet, right? You look at these guys, a really important question is how many of them needed the social media following they have in order to make the money they make? None. And so they have the authority to talk about business because of the shit they have already done. And so it's kind of like, and I hear this all the time. It's like, man, my content's so much better than that guy's. I can't believe people, you know, share that guy's stuff. If Elon Musk tweets, I'm on the the, the porcelain throne right now, it'll get 500,000 shares. And it's not because of the content. It's because of the frame and the brand that is wrapped around that message. It's because Elon said it that made it important, right? And so the idea is it's very difficult to deliver theoretical knowledge on business without having the proof or the evidence to substantiate the theoretical knowledge you're claiming to have because it doesn't pass the litmus test of like, why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to the $10,000 a month business coach? Why wouldn't I listen to Tom Billion? Because people are like, well, I'm making the same stuff as Tom. And I'm like, yeah, you are. I was like, except you're missing the one thing where you build a billion dollar brand, small thing that you're missing, right? Where you've got the, the stay at home wealth coach, right? That's talking about how you should dollar cost average into the stock market being like, dude, I'm giving way better advice than Warren Buffett is. And like, Maybe, maybe you're saying the exact same thing as Warren Buffett. It's not fair that Warren Buffett gets all, all this media and you don't. Except for the fact that he's built $100 billion in net worth and made so many people wealthy through Berkshire Hathaway. Like, there's just that, that little itty-bitty wrinkle that's missing. And so if that sounds hopeless to you, there is good news. So the point is, is that first, identify if you're doing it. If you are, probably stop. The second thing is that you change the way you speak. All right. And so changing the way you speak comes in terms of how you talk and what you're talking about. So the what you're talking about, the way to be unfuckwithable so that people can't shoot you down, who can't give you hate, is by saying, listen, I don't know. This is just what I did, and this is what worked for me this time. I hope it serves you. Versus, this is what you need to do to get what I have. 
or this is what you need to do in order to do X. It's the difference between how to to how I. So you start your message with how I built a $13 million a month company, not how you can build a $100 million company. It's minor, but it's huge, right? It's kind of the difference. It's almost like the difference of saying like, hey, do you want to buy my shit versus, hey, do you know anybody who wants to buy my stuff? It's these tiny, tiny little pivots in language that, that have deep implications behind your intention of how you're speaking to them. When you say you should or how to, you're presuming a place of authority that you may not have earned. Whereas if you're always coming from the place of like, I had oatmeal for breakfast, right? No one's going to object with you on that. You're like, I had oatmeal for breakfast. But if you say you should have oatmeal for breakfast, if you want to look like me, how much more do you hate me now? A lot. And it's just a difference in language. And so the idea is that we change the way we talk and what we talk about. Hey, Mosin Nation, quick break just to let you know that we've been starting to post on LinkedIn and want to connect with you. All right, so send me a connection request and note letting me know that you listen to the show and I will accept it. If there's anyone you think that we should be connected with, tag them in one of my or Layla's posts and I will give you all the love in the world. All right, so let's get back to the show. And so rather than talking about the general ideas of an industry, which we probably don't have the authority to presume because we don't have the experience the depth of experience to make sure that our assumptions are valid across the sizes of business. Cause you may make an assumption and you make a statement that works for a $10,000 a month business. And then everyone else is like, well, I can think of a hundred ways that's wrong. And then you look like an idiot. But if you say, Hey, this is how I've gotten to 10,000 a month. I hope this is helpful for you. No one's like, fuck that guy. That's not how we got to 10,000 a month. Cause they don't know. They cannot challenge your experience. And if you want to make a pivot on that, you can say, Hey, This is what I've been doing with John and Jim and Casey and Sarah to help them with their skincare condition, to help them with their home remodel, to help them with their X, Y, Z. So I hope it helped you out because this is the framework we made for them. And they seem to think it was useful. So I just wanted to share with you guys. If you you speak from that perspective, it's speaking from experience rather than theory. And most people who are talking right now are just taking Gary Vee's content, taking other people's content diluting it, watering it down, and then delivering it from a position of weakness because you don't have the brand, and you don't have the authority, you don't have the expertise or the experience, real or imaginary, to make these claims. And so I think the heart of the issue is not, I mean, sure, there's the blocking and tackling of the volume and the distribution and, and contextualize the content, all that kind of stuff, right? There's all of that. And for sure, you have to do the doing. It has to get done. But the heart of it comes down to talking about things that you have the authority to speak over. And it reminds me of a speech from Morpheus from The Matrix, where he stands up, and I think it's in the second or third, I can't remember. And he, and he stands up and he says, I stand here truthfully unafraid. He said, not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. Because no one can question the things that you have already done. No one can question the experience that you've amassed, even if it's this big. And the thing is, is it's about doing the first step and then talking about what you just did and what you just learned. And then taking the next step and then talking about what you did and what you just learned. Now, the, the maximized version of that is having uh, a Caleb behind the camera and, and mic'd up all the time so we can catch them. That's gonna, we're going to be making more stuff for you guys on that. But that takes time and it costs money to do that. So I get that. And so I think that just doing the doing and then talking about what you did is one of the simplest way to document the lessons, learn how you progress and grow over time. And as a total side note, if you like want to check this out. If you go on my podcast, which is actually the oldest platform I've been on, by the way, I have like four, I mean, almost 400 episodes on there. You can go back six years ago and listen 
to the difference in terms of like what I was talking about then and what I'm talking about now. And part of the reason that we document all this stuff and the mission of the business for acquisition.com is to document and share the best practices of building world-class companies is that how shitty is it that Jeff Bezos doesn't have a vlog of him being like, Day 37 at Amazon, you know, trying to trying to get these books shipped out. You know, I had some shipping issues today, but, you know, going to get after it tomorrow. Like, how invaluable would it be if we could look back at Jeffy B's, you know, library of content and see him build one of the biggest companies of all time? Same with Steve Jobs, same with Elon Musk, right? And so my hope is that, you know, we get to a billion and beyond. And I, I hope that because I want to have the journey documented with the lessons that I learned along the way and the, the shifts in belief. Like earlier today, I got asked by somebody who's who listened to all my podcasts. They're like, Hey, in podcast 86, which by the way, is four and a half years ago. They're like, you said this thing. And I was like, you know, I think I've shifted my understanding of that. And so I was like, there's more nuance to it. And so it's really cool for yourself to document these things. And when you do do it from that perspective, which is to do it for yourself, to do it because you believe it should be made, because you want to add to the body of knowledge rather than preach to somebody, to do it not because you want to feed your ego, but because you want to feed the audience. If you can do it from that perspective, then I think the audience can feel the intention. And so that kind of leads to what I would consider to be like probably one of the other points, which is the whole concept around giving, which is first off, Humans are exceptionally good at sniffing out intention. And I think that's evolutionary and deeply wired in us because we have to know when we're getting double crossed. We have to know and try and be able to guess if someone's lying to us. And so we're actually very, very good. Like even people who have like necessarily like lower IQs or lower processing power still can have exceptionally good ability at sniffing out lying, can sniffing out intention, just sniffing out ill will. And so, because it's evolutionary, if you weren't able to do that, you get double crossed, you get your coconut stolen, right? And so we have this really innate, very tuned instrument inside of us that can hear intention in tonality and micro expressions. And so I don't think you can fake it. I think you just have to truly shift your perspective so that you can live in that way authentically, which is to actually believe that if you give to your audience over a long enough period of time, you will reap higher rewards. And so I want to be clear, since day one, I've always been in to make money. But I think that the vehicle that we use to make money is a longer game. And I got asked on, um, I think Evan Carmichael, the only other time I've been on Instagram Live, was like, hey man, why are you one of the good guys who, like, why haven't you like sold out or whatever? And I was like, well, first off, I want to be clear, we're equating selling with bad, which I would never do, number one. Number two is that I'm absolutely a capitalist and long-term greedy. It's just that I think that me working with companies, thinking about my unique skills of getting someone from three to 30, three to 50 million, is more valuable for me to work with a handful of people and just everyone else stuff for free so that they can get to the level that I can then work with them, right? Rather than trying to build a massive infrastructure around, you know, helping tens of thousands of people try and consume the content when I can just give it to them for free, right? Which leads to another big point that I have around this, at least a belief that I have, which is give away the secrets, sell the implementation. And so a lot of people have info behind walls and that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But the real value add for the service is the implementation, the accountability, the troubleshooting, and the perspective from which to solve the problem. So I'll give you an example. So let's say you want to get better at sales, right? So I could make tons of sales content if I wanted to, and then people would be like, wow, this guy's really good at sales because I give away all the secrets, right? But they might consume it and be a little bit better, but they would be even better if they had a coach who's like listening to their calls and seeing like, see right here, you paused and then she lost trust with you. Or, hey, see how here you should have made this into a question rather than making a command. And if you did that, you could have sold more off your back foot than your front foot, right? Or like, dude, you missed rapport in the first two seconds because you said this instead of this, right? And then the whole call has been off since then. Or she said this objection early on 
And then you didn't catch it. So she just detonated it in the sale and you should have confronted that earlier. Right. And so if you, if you don't have the perspective from which to get better at the skill, cause you already only have your baseline skill set, cause it's very difficult to self appraise. That is where having coaches, mentors, people who are better at teaching the skill comes into play. And so you give away the secrets to prove you are good because here's the, here's the flip side. People are like, well, what if, what if I, what if I give away all, all these secrets and, and everyone consumes them? Right. What if you give away a whole bunch of shit and everyone consumes it? Which one do you think you're going to make more money on? People make their purchasing decisions based on the value they've already received, not the value that they're going to receive. Like it's a really big point that took me way too long to learn. So Mosey Nation, love you guys. I don't deserve you, but I, I love you for being as awesome as you are. Um, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.